Welcome to the Epicenter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Epicenter Church, visit epicenterchurch.com.au. Well, welcome everyone. If you're visiting with us for the first time or the hundredth time, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you, Ben. You may be escape. Um, my name's Robert. For those of you that don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here at Epicenter Church. And again, I'd like to say welcome. If you haven't been here, so if this is your first time or you just haven't been here lately, we are at the conclusion of a series that we've been looking at, um, focusing on prayer. So it's been a quick three-week series. Week one was this, that prayer is communication and it is transparent communication, where we're vulnerable, where we're open, where we share what's going on in our hearts, the struggles, the joys, the tears, the everything, where we actively look at wanting to express our inner hearts to God, to allow Him to do something with us. And then last week, what we looked at was that there should be something that follows on from prayer. After we pray, there should be something that we can look at to say that that prayer was effective. And it's not be- an effective prayer. What we looked at is not having the situation turn out in our favor, but rather having peace fill our spirits, fill our bodies, fill our souls, fill our emotions. It doesn't mean that we're not nervous. It doesn't mean that we're necessarily okay with it. Or, or happy with what's happening. But what it means rather is that we realize that Jesus is with us and because of that, he fills us with his peace so we're comfortable in the uncomfort of the situations. How many of you would have experienced a situation that you end up being uncomfortable with, but you're comfortable in that being uncomfortable? Like that's the sort of peace that Jesus wants to bring into our lives. And the sense that we have is that when we pray, when we pray transparently, when we're open, when we're vulnerable, when we're expressing to Him the, the struggles that we have in our hearts, the issues, the, the tears, the, the joys, the everything that we have, when we have those transparent, open and honest conversations, what it does is it opens us up to allow Him to come in to do something in us. When He does something in us, it doesn't necessarily make the situation different, but rather it does something in our hearts and it makes our hearts different and it fills our hearts with peace. So that was week one and week two and then Third week, we're finishing with this, unanswered prayers. What do we do with prayers when they're unanswered? I imagine everyone here has experienced a prayer that's uh, been unanswered at one point in time or another. But before I share that, I was at a regional event on Thursday night with uh, some of the team and um, through worship there, I felt God put a word in my heart for someone here this morning. I don't know who it's for, but rather what I felt God showing me was this, that there's someone here this morning whose life would be like, if our lives are like a gutter on a house. You know what a gutter is? The rain comes down, washes down, goes into the gutter, then goes into the tank. So the idea of the gutter is to fill the tank so we've got fresh drinking water. And what I felt God showing me was that this gutter was, was half filled full of leaves and it's been like this for a very long time. And the unique thing here that I felt God saying was, it's been like this for a long time, but you've been able to hide it. You've been able to hide the, the, the junk, the mess, the leaves that it, that's in your lives. And, and what it keeps on doing is it keeps putting putrid water into your tank. But on the outside, no one can see that there's this junk, there's this litter, there's these leaves that keep filling your tank with this putrid water that's making you uncomfortable, it's making you sick, it's not healthy for you. But the word that I felt that um, God placed on my heart was this, that press into Him because He's bringing in a time where He's going to flush out that gutter where it's going to be clean rainwater coming in to fill you. 
So if that's, I don't know who that's for, but if that's for you, I'd love to have the opportunity to talk with you and pray with you um, at the end. So let me pray quickly and then we'll get straight into it. Father, I thank you that you desire a relationship with us. You desire a relationship with us over answered prayers or unanswered prayers. You just desire a relationship where we press into you and allow you to press back into us and fill us with your presence, with your goodness. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as I share what I feel that you've placed on my heart to share this morning, that it does just that. It opens us up to want to press into you in spite of what has happened in the past. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Would I be correct that most of us or everyone here would have a prayer that's been unanswered? Yeah. So some of you will know this, but not all of you will know. Nearly uh, three years ago, we had the, the worst day of our lives where I got a phone call from my brother to let me know that he'd been in a, in a car accident and he lost his, his, um, his wife of nine months. And I, I remember that immediately after I got that phone call, well, Sage and I, mum and dads, were, were staying there for the weekend. So I jumped in the car with, with mum and dads. Justin said, I've just lost Bonnie, my wife. I just wanted someone to be at the hospital with me when I get there. And so we drove to the hospital and I remember thinking in my head, I don't know what lost means. It's interesting what goes through your head at that time. Did, did lost mean that she went to another hospital? Did lost mean that he didn't know where she was? Or did lost mean that she was, she was dead? So I had all these thoughts um, bouncing around my head and I didn't know what state my brother was in either. And so I sent, we sent as many messages as we could to people that we knew would care and actively be praying for us. So I, I rang Damo, the, 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 the um, previous pastor here, and let him know what was happening and asked him to connect with the team. And then I sent messages to other people and said, look, my brother's been in a car accident. He says he's lost his wife. I don't know what that means, but um, can we please be praying? And so we got there and we were praying my family was praying, the church was praying, all our friends were praying, everyone that we could find to pray was actively praying into this situation and over it. And so we got to the hospital and found that Bonnie was deceased and that Justin had um, broken his back in three places. So I remember walking up to the hospital bed and thinking, well, the only thing I know what to do right now is to pray. And so I laid my hands on him and I be began to pray, believing that God was going to do a miracle and that God was going to heal him. And then at the same time, I, I thought, oh, I want to be a person that's filled with faith. So I'm going to pray for my sister to be raised from the dead, which for most of us who are Pentecostal Christians, is not the, the world's greatest stretch. As far as when we read in the Bible, we read stories over and over again of um, people being miraculously healed or being raised back from the dead. So it was something that I expected that God could do. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we ended up burying Bonnie. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and Justin's back still remained broken in three different places. And it went day after day after day leading up to the funeral, after the funeral, praying specifically for Justin, waiting for his back to be healed. Remember, we brought him here to church and had um, some of the people that um, have an incredible gift of healing here pray over him and absolutely nothing at all. Now, I, I, we, we watched him go for... I think it was three months or something like that, about that sage with a thing on his chest. And he had this thing that he had to, this plastic brace that he had to wear on him for like every day while he was standing up. Unless he was lying down, he had to wear this makeshift thing around his chest to keep his, keep his back in line. And this was the most uncomfortable thing and it would get hot and everything else that would come with that. And he really really struggled with it 
And so we kept on believing and believing and believing that God was going to do something incredible, but nothing at all happened. Nothing at all transpired. Bonnie obviously was buried, and my brother, three years on, still has chronic back problems. That unless God does something in the future, is never going to change. And so we had to deal with, and I had to deal with like unanswered prayers there in that I was expecting and believing that God was going to do something, that God was going to touch my brother and bring healing to his body. I imagine multiple, or like a lot of us have experienced something similar where we've prayed for either ourselves or for someone else and that absolutely uh, nothing has happened. Like some of us here have been praying for our marriage and our marriage is still falling apart. Perhaps some of us here have been praying for our children that they'd grow up knowing Jesus. And perhaps that's been the prayer all our lives. And we get to that stage where they're walking their own journey and they're doing everything else other than that. Perhaps some of us here have been praying for our siblings to do that and they're not doing it. They're not interested in connecting with Jesus. They're not interested in loving Him and following Him. Some of us here have, have prayed for a, a friend, a spouse, a, a sibling, a parent to be healed. And yet, nothing's happened at all. God's, what it seems, has abandoned them and completely left them. Some of us have have been in financial trouble. Some of us have been in business, and, and business has completely fallen in on us, even though we're expecting God to come in at the 11th hour and do something and turn that business around. I don't think any of us here have been or are immune to having something go wrong where we've been praying for it, believing that God is going to do this and then having completely the opposite happen. And so my struggle is this. That's part of my story that I shared. I know everyone else here has a story, but here's what I 